Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning today's shear in Simon Lamed Bayes. We are up to Sivav. We are on the second to last line of page Membez. We're about to turn on to page 84. The Mechaber says in Sivav, Ein Tzorech L'Sartet Ki Im Shita Elyona. When writing the parshios of the Tefillin, you do not need to do Sirtut. Sirtut is making lines on the cloth. You do not need to do Sirtut on the entire parsha, only on the top line. The Mechaber then says, V'im eno yodea liyasher hashita below sirtut, yisartet kol hashuros. However, if you are the type of person that will not be able to make straight lines just by making a sirtut line on top, so then you should do sirtut along the whole way, all the rows should have lines. V'lo yisartet ba'uferes, one should not make the lines with lead. Mipneisha makom ha sirtut nishat savua. We don't want to use lead or any other kind of colored materials because that would remain with the color on the line. We want just a, a line that is scraped out, that is sirtut. We don't want to have any colors there. We'll see the problem with that in Mirz Hashem and the Mishabura. So again, the Mechaber says, although we know there's Allah Moshe Messina by Mezuzah, that it needs sirtut for all the lines, by Tfilin that's not the case. And by Tfilin we only need sirtut on the top line. We'll see why that is. And if a person feels that he can't write the Pasha, so that's filling straight with just a line on top, then he should make the sirtut all the way down. And he should not make the sirtut with oferes or any other colored material. The Ramos says on the top line of page 84, There are those who say that one should always do sirtut on the parashio so that fill in the top line, the bottom line, and the two sides. Even though he's able to write straight without the sirtut, there is still an Indian to do the four sides, top, bottom, right, and left. The Cheno Hagen and the Rama and Zoloth, that is the Minot. So let's see the Mishabura beginning at Sivkot and Chav Shita El Yona. We said, Ein Tzarech L'Sartet Ki Im Shita El Yona. Mishum de Tfilin Ein Aleho Halachol Moshe Misinai L'Sartet Kimo Mezuzah. As we mentioned before, Tfilin does not have the Halachol Moshe Misinai that requires Sirtut all the way through like Mezuzah does. Rak Mishum de Oser Lichtov Gimel Tevos Mi Pasak Bli Sirtut. The only reason we're doing sirtut by tefillin at all is not because of the Lachal Meshim Sinai, but rather because of the Gemara and Gitin and elsewhere that tells us it is usher to write three words from a Pasuk without sirtut, and therefore we need sirtut. al And therefore once you do sirtut on the top line, that is enough. Kistam bnei Adam yodim la'amen yodim lichtov kol hashitos yesharos achas shekasu shita elyona, because the average person is able to write straight to make it look neat just by having one official line on top. So with one line of sirtut, he's able to write all the lines straight. And therefore, since there is no halacha l'mishimisinai that absolutely requires sirtut all the way through, it's only because you can't write three words from a pasuk without sirtut. It's a matter of writing straight. And therefore, since most people can write straight with one line of sirtut, that's all you require. The Kamar ain't Sarah, the Mahabir said, Ain't Sarah Lasarte, Mishum di Imirza Lasarte Kalashitin, because if a person wants to do Sirtut for all the lines, Kede Lichtov Yoser Biosher, so that he can write even straighter Liapos Ashitos in order to make 
the lines look nicer, Harishus Biodo, that certainly would be permissible. The Imlo Sirtate Afilu Shita El Yona Ayam Biralocha, if one did not do Sirtut even on the top line, so look in the Biralocha where he brings a machlokas and a discussion of whether it will be okay. Lamaisa he does say according to our Ikr Shita, but the evidence would be okay even without Sirtut on the Shita El Yona. Sifkoton Chav Aleph Yisartet. Again, this is going on that which the Mechaber says that if a person cannot make his line straight without Sirtot, he should make Sirtot on all the lines. Pirish Lachatchila Mishun Zekeli Veanveu. So Lachatchila, he should make lines all the way down just because of the Indian of beautifying mitzvahs Zekeli Veanveu. About Bidyevid Afivu in Lo Sirtet, but Bidyevid. Even if he was not misartate all the lines down, and he can't write so neatly, the cost of Ashitos Akumos and Itake ended up writing the lines crooked. Ain Lifsalatfilin, we do not pass the Latfilin, it will be okay, even though it doesn't look so beautiful. Sivkotan Khabbez is going on that which the Mukhabir says that you should not do Sirtut with Oferis with lead. Also with black ink or a red dye or anything similar, you should not do sirta with these colors. Even if you're only doing it between the lines, it is also to do sirta with these colored materials. This is all However, if you did do the sirta on the other lines, between the lines, with a colored material, it would be okay. One would not have to be machmir. So to write lechem chamudos and al yirabu. Ubechulas dvar shmuel simen shin samber beis mifakvik bazem maod in misartet bishum tseva shachor. However, the shalos and shuvas dvar shmuel takes major issue with this idea. If you're going to do sirta with any kind of black dye, machmas negias os baos al yedeha sirta da shachor. Because then there's a concern that the two letters on the opposite sides of that line will connect through the black line itself, and then it's going to look attached, it's going to cause problems. In lo de kosa mitachas asirtut. Unless, of course, you wrote your letters a little bit removed from the sirtut. Ayin sham. Look over there, so that's the discussion, whether B'diyavid it's okay or not, if you did use a black dye. Let's see the Biralacha, the Chaynu Hagim, on that which the Ramah said, that there are those who say you need to do Sirta, top line, bottom line, and on the two sides, the Ramah ended off that line and said, the Chaynu Hagim, that is our Minog. So the Biralacha writes, in Divra Maska, V'cheinu hagim ukayom nogu hakol l'sartit b'chol ha-shitin. Says the Be'alocha, nowadays the custom is to do sirtut on the tefillin on all the lines. And then he writes, V'ayin b'sefer baruch sh'omer she'kasav. Look at the sefer baruch sh'omer where he writes, She'nirolo, it appears to him, She'tov l'sartit l'ha-shitin l'tzad ha-seyar. We're going to get into a lengthy discussion in a moment. That the tefillin is written on the flesh side of the cloth, as we'll see, not on the hair side of the cloth. But the Sefer Baruch Shomer says that it's better to do the Sirtut of all the lines on the hair side, the opposite side of which you are writing. And the Iker Sirtut, which is on the top line, the bottom line, and the two sides, that should be done on the actual side that you are writing. If you look at note 35, he explains why. Vitamo's reason is. When it comes to the sirta between the lines, we have to be concerned for the sheet of Rabbeinu Simcha that's born in the Beis Yosef. 
Sheposel, he says you actually should not have sirtud on all the lines of the tefillin. Kevan she'ein sirtud zeh nitzach medina. Since as we discussed, this is not a sirtud that is needed in the ikiradin. Ulefikach yesh la'asoso mitzarchutz. Therefore, he says it's better to do that sirtud on the outer side. The yira has sirtud in the tefillin. You'll still benefit from it because you'll be able to see through to the other side to help you write straight. Ma she'ein came the sirtud shelom. Which is not the case, the sirta, which is on top, the bottom, and the sides. As we discussed, that is needed more mikradin. The eno postel, and therefore there's no chance it will actually passel the parshios. Therefore, you can do those lines on the area of the cloth where you are writing. That is the end of Sif Zion. Sif Vav, rather. Let's go now to Sif Zion. Sif Zion is a lengthy Sif. But there is no Mishabura on it. There are a couple of notes, and there are also a couple of Biralochas that we'll see. But the Mechaber speaks out very clearly exactly what the cloth looks like that you are writing the parshios of the Tfilin on. And the Mechaber says, Halochal Moshe Misinai Tfilin al Haklav. Halochal Moshe Misinai Tfilin must be written on cloth, Velo al Haduchsustus, and not on the Duchsustus, Velo al Hagvil. We will explain what all these things are very clearly. But Allah tells me that Tfilin Parshas must be written on cloth, not to Sustus and not Gvil. Kosvin Allah cloth bimokum basar. When we are writing the tefillin on the cloth, it is on the side of the cloth that is closest to the flesh of the animal. The imshina puzzle, if you change from writing it on the inside of the cloth, it is puzzle. Mahu cloth umahu dochsustus. What exactly now is the cloth? What is the dochsustus? So says the Mechaber Ha'or Bishas Ibudo Cholkin Oselishnaim. When we have the leathers, the skins of the animals, the leather, after it is tanned, we split it down the middle, we split it in two. The outer part of the skin of the animal, the part where the hair grows, that is called the cloth. The inner part of the leathers of the animal, where it's against the flesh, that's called the dhsustus. According to this, Ki Amrina, when we said that we write the tefillin on the cloth on the side of the baser, Hainu, what it means is As we explained, the cloth is not actually up against the baser of the animal. The cloth is the outer part of the skin that's up against the dochstusus, but the inner part of the cloth is the part closest to the animal. So you will write the parishes of the tefillin on the outer part of the skin, which is called the cloth, but the inner side, which is normally up against the dosustus, which is the inner part of the skins. So, uklothim shalonu she'en cholken osam yesh lohem din cloth. Our clothim that we don't split down the middle as just described, they still have a din of a cloth. The kosvin aleim l'tzad basar, and we will write the parshas of the tefillin on them on the flesh side of the cloth. That which we scrape off the outer edge of the cloth, the place where the hair grows, that's only what we need to make it smooth on the outside. And even if they split the ore into two, like we discussed before, you still have to scrape off the hair on the outside of the cloth. 
Umitzad HaBasar, and on the flesh side, Gorim Harbei. In a case where you're not splitting the skins into two, and you're just using it one thicker skin, so on the outside you remove the hair, on the inner side you have to scrape away a lot of the skin, at she'ein nishar until you're only left with the cloth. To summarize the Mechaber, we'll see another summary in the notes. The skins of the animal is thick, and it is normally split in two. The outside is the cloth, the inside is the duxustus, and the tefillin parshos are written on the cloth, which is the outer layer of the skin, on the inner side, which is normally closer to the flesh of the animal. However, nowadays the Mechaber tells us that we don't actually split the skins. We take them as they are thick. We clear off the top part where the hair is, which you anyway have to do. On the bottom side, we just scrape off a lot to get rid of the dosustus, and we're left with just the cloth, and we write on the inner side. That is the Mechaber in Sevzayin. And there are a couple of birhalachas and a couple of notes. I'd like to start with note number 36. We really covered most of the things that No. 36 will say. It will be a summary and add on a couple of Nakudos. And that is Yeshnam Shlosha Suge Oros. There are three types of skins. Shemeshamshim Liksivastam. There are three types of, of, of skins, of leathers, that we are writing Sifrei Torah, Tfilin and Mezuzos. This is very interesting because all three of them are written on different parts. So we'll see exactly what it is. The three are called Gvil Klaf Vidosustus. So, or she'ibduhu bishlemuso, a skin that was tanned as it was complete, v'lochel kuhu l'shnayim, and they didn't split it into two, nikra gvil. So, one big piece of skin of the animal that was not split, that's called gvil. V'ilu or she'lchoku ba'aviyav l'shnayim. But a skin that was split through its thickness into chelko ha'chitzon she'betzad ha'aser nikra klaf, as we discussed, the outer part would be called the klaf, so if it wasn't split at all, it's called the gvil. If it was split, the outside is the cloth, the inside is the dostustus. The b'raisa in Mesech HaShabbos tells us, Like the Mechaber told us, Tefillin is written on the outer part of the skin, which is the cloth, on the inner side. And the mezuzah is written on the inner part of the skin, which is called the dosustus, but the outer side of the dosustus. The Sefer Torah al Hagvil, and the Sefer Torah is written on the gvil, which is the skin that was not cut at all. The Mokamasaros on the outside where the hair grows. If filling is written on the wrong part of the skin, it's written on the inner part. Or the thicker part that was not cut and not scraped properly. Or it was written on the cloth, which is the right part of the skin, but it was written on the outside. Psulos, all these cases will be puzzled. Halakha Mashina tells me that filling must absolutely be written on the cloth on the inside. This manenu nowadays, like the Mechaber said, the minog is not to split the or into two. Rather, we scrape away a lot of the inside, from the side that's closest to the flesh, until we are left with only the cloth because we scraped away all of the dosustus. 
On the other side, we will scrape away the area where the hair is. According to how much we need to do to fix it up and to make it smooth. And then you have yourself a cloth that's kosher with filling. The cost of Anishmas Adam. You don't want to scrape away too much from the hair side of the skins. You want to make sure that you still have left something that has a shame cloth on the outside. However, the Chassam Sofer writes, You don't have to be so careful not to scrape away too much on the hair side. As long as the bottom part that's attached to the flesh of the animal is scraped away a lot, it's automatically nechsh of klaf, vafilu im kileif gamis araseir. So even if you scraped away a little bit too much on the hair side, it says that some silver is not a problem. As long as the flesh side was scraped away a lot, you got rid of the sustus, that would still get a shame klaf and it would be okay. Let's look at two berlachas over here in Siv Zayim before we begin the first part of Siv Ches. Number one is velo al hagvil. We said in the Mechaber that tefillin is written on cloth, not on the duchsustus and not on the gvil. Now, the Bialacha just tells us, Gevil hu ha'or shilonechlak. As we just pointed out a few times, the gvil is called the skin when it is not split. Not only was it not split, but velo husar mimenu You only scraped off the part where the hair is. Umitzara basar klum. You didn't take off the part against the flesh. And we had said in the Mechaber, and in the note that we read, that if you didn't cut the ore into two, it's fine. That's actually the minog, but you must scrape off the bottom part and get rid of the dosustus. However, the gvil would be if you didn't do that, and you have the thick uh, skin with the dosustus still attached to where the cloth is, all you did was take off a little bit of the hair side. That would be possible for writing tefillah, and that would be considered writing on a gvil, which is not allowed. One more biralacha that we'll see on this sif is divamaskal vekosven aleim l'sad basar. We said you take the cloth, which is the outer part of the skin, and you write the mezuzah on the inside of the outer part of the skin. The zohar ma'ot lichtov You have to be very careful that you don't accidentally write the tefillin on the outside of the cloth on the hair side. The ma'akev b'dieved that will be ma'akev your tefillin even b'dieved. The simonu lahakir achar ha'ibud ezet sadu samach labaser. Lamaisa, after you tan the skin and you make it all smooth and geschmack, how do you know which side was the flesh side that you have to write the tefillin on? And which side is the hair side that will be possible if you write the tefillin there? So, roim le'ezet sadsha klaf miskavitz kishem islach lechem oso humokom asamach labaser. If you put a little bit of moisture on the two sides, on the side that when you put the moisture, it starts uh, shrinking a little bit, that is the proper side to write the tefillin, that's the side closer to the baser. However, the Biralacha tells us, don't try this test at home. Person's checking his tefillin. Do not do this test on your tefillin and decide if you did it, your tefillin are puzzle because it didn't shrink. Even though through the test that you did, it would appear that your tefillin written on the wrong side, it was actually written on the hair side. We will stand up the sofa that wrote your tefillin on his cheskos kashrus. That he's a cheskos baki umumcha. That he knows what he's doing. Uvavada kedink salam. He did the right thing. And over time, the cloth evolved in such a way that now it seems to be on the wrong side. But we assume the chazaka of the sofa is intact and it was done properly. Not only that, gam sam chinam ala 
We also have the sheet of the Mordechai to rely on the Machshir im Nichtavu Litzad Seyar. The Mordechai actually holds that if it was written on the other side, it is kosher. Even though we said that it's Ma'akev and it's possible, but there is a sheet in the Rishonim and the Mordechai that says it is okay. So in the worst case scenario that you're feeling we're talking on the wrong way. So first of all, we'll assume... We'll assume maybe it wasn't done the wrong way and something changed over time and the sofa has chasas kashos. And even if he didn't mess up and it was the wrong side, you always have the Mordechai to rely on. Therefore, we do not need to test out our tefillin, our parshios. We could assume they're fine. If one did test them out and it comes out faulty, you also do not have to worry about it. Let's go weiter and just do the beginning of Sivches. We're on the second to last line on page 84. Tzarech haklaf lios mu'ubud ba'afatzim o we need the cloth to be tanned in gallnut juice or in lime. And the tanning must be done the shma. That's where we'll stop in the Mechaber, but let's see the Mishabura. We said you have to tan the skins, the leathers, in the Afatsim or the Sid. This tanning is Ma'akiv. The low mikri cloth below zerak diftera. If you don't do the ibud on the cloth, it doesn't get a shame cloth. It is, gets a shame of diftera. The aniach haor besid. You should place the leather, the skins inside the lime. Ad sheyipol haseir meilov until the the hair falls off on its own. Velo aidegrira and not through you scraping it off. The hair should come off through the ibud by itself. If you took out the cloth from the Sid too early, you should not write your tefillin on this cloth. Because it still has the shame diftera and it is puzzle. There is a shita that argues and writes, this sofer sofer that took out the skins after four days of soaking in the lime, the dying low over saoros and the hair still did not come off of them. So this shita says that b'diavid it would be okay if it was there for four days, even though you took it out, it wasn't complete. The hair is still on; it's not going to be it's not going to be ma'akiv. It will be okay b'diavid. The low talia b'seir cloud, not all dependent on the hair coming off or not, as long as it was tanned the proper amount of time, it would be okay. The cave and the kvarhunach basid, since it was already placed in the sid, v'niskan kahogen, and it was prepared properly. Lo mikri diftera ayin sham. That's not called diftera anymore. Look over there. I like to end the shir with one biralacha, and that is in the wide lines, the Ramaskil Tsarach Aklaf. Again, on that which the Mechaber says, the klaf must be mu'ubud ba'afatsim o besid, says the biralacha, the ha'ibud hu halacha lemoshe misinai. This idea of tanning the leather is halacha lemoshe misinai. The below ze ain olav rak shame or the logvil u klaf sustus. It does not get a shame of any of the items that we need to write, the Sefer Torah, the Tefillin Mezuzah on. It's not called Gvil or Klav or Dosustos unless the Ibud is done. That is Halacha Moshim Sinai. That is what the Prima Godim says. V'chol Elo HaSeifim HaNemorim Po All these Sifim that are discussed over here L'inyan Ibud when it comes to the tanning Hurak L'inyan HaParshio Shelat Tefillin That's only discussing the leather that is used to write the parshios of the Tefillin V'chein L'inyan Ksiv HaSvarim Mezuzos And so too for the writing of Sefer Torah and Mezuzos L'vad Midas HaRamel Mezuzah Besides the Sheet of the Ramel Magabi Mezuzah That's discussed in Yerodeah 
However, you have to realize that we use the leathers, the skins of animals, not only for the parashios, but also for the batim. So the B'yarlach is telling us over here, this discussion of requiring the Ibu Shema is talking about the leather that we're using to write the parashios. However, when it comes to the or batim, that the or that's used to make the outside of the tefillah and the batim, that will be discussed later on in the simon in Siflam We will stop here and we will continue next time with the rest of Sivches. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.